iHealth channel and iHealth radio. Uh, tonight, we're going back to the sales world. Uh, we're we're going to do a little bit of spin. You know, we've been talking about health, mental, psych, you know, all the different things today. We talked about holistic uh, medicine and things like that. Tonight, we're going to go back to sales world. And uh, we're bringing back a little bit of a uh, financial, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, for those of us out there in business, uh, we're going a little bit onto the business part of, of the element of health and, and just in general. So we do have a, a success story and, and, and a financial advisor with us, Ash uh, Shukla. And uh, he'll tell us a little bit more about his story and you know, where his humble beginnings and how he was able to get into the financial world and actually uh, help. I think you also have a book, right, Ash? So we'll yes. talk about that as well. Uh, and we are good live, right? The, the, the audio is good now? Audio is much, much better, yes. Yes, yeah, go on Instagram and then we have interference. That's probably what happened. <laughs> oh, probably, yeah. Because <laughs> before that, it didn't happen. So I stopped the Instagram feed. All right. Um, is, is Mark Zuckerberg energy interfering? Uh, <laughs> I love that. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, well, you see, the part of, about the shows when they're live, you got to have fun with them, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so you, know, you know, some shows they go, there's nothing. Some shows they get some excitement. You know, tonight we have excitement. That's good. <laughs> exactly. All right, all right. So, so Ash, um, let's talk about, first of all, your story. Because, you know, your story and mine are very close, believe it or not. So, okay. so, so I was reading about the biography and I'm like, I was impressed. I mean, someone that comes in to the States with a little bit or nothing and, uh, you know, basically has a, uh, you know, we, we move in time and then voila, things are happening. And uh, now you have a lot of good stuff going on and uh, you've helped a lot of people. I, I saw some of your footage and people are getting excited. So, <laughs> so we're going to talk about that and hopefully we get some people excited tonight. After we're giving them a little hard time on, on my technical difficulties, yeah, let's give them the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll turn this into comedy hour. That's all right. <laughs> uh, so, Ash, tell us your story. Yeah. So, hey, guys, my name is Ash Shukla, and I want to say namaste and thank you so much for listening. I want to let you guys know that I love you. And, you know, with that in mind, I want to let you know that just give you a quick synopsis of who I am. I came here from India in 1989 with $20 and no English, grew up here in Maryland. I ran into financial services and I was pathetic when I got started. I wasn't bad, I was pathetic. I had to blackmail my dad through my mom to get my first sell. And eventually, I made a pretty big splash in the financial world. I was managing over $300 million with, uh, with, with a, one of the prominent banks uh, as an advisor. And then I started my own company in 2004, made it successful. Uh, became a keynote speaker for, for uh, in several arenas, and most importantly, I have been able to impact over 5,000 businesses, have helped several businesses go over seven figures in revenue, and have received a congressional honor. I wrote a book in 2010 called Sell Like Crazy, uh, and now I'm writing my fifth book called Financial Chakras, where my dream is to change your financial destiny in a completely different way. Well, listen, I mean, we've talked about health. We, I've always said health is wealth, but, but that, you know, to have health and wealth, you also need some real financial wealth. That's right. <laughs> so that's important to have these days and any days, right? Uh, and I don't think, I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, we, we, I always try to link the discussion with health and, and the impact, right? But financial, uh, last night I had the show uh, that was interesting because it was about holistic medicine. And uh, when we're talking about health, 
we talked about stress and you know some people really get stressed because of multiple reasons one of the reasons that people really usually and always get stressed is money <laughs> you know yeah. i mean money talks as we say right and sometimes i mean it's not everything but it is important and and and, and many people sometimes find themselves in in difficult times because of the money situation and then it tends to impact their health their mental state and and everything else i mean their family life you know their their relationship the social life uh it's many things so so but before we get to that deep content there i want to go back in time a little bit so the story is obviously clear you know an immigrant uh you know with with very little bit you know getting in the states building a journey and now the journey started i mean i know you stumbled on the financial world but prior to that you know how did you get to it you know what what made you get into the financial world so basically what happened was i um was studying computer science and you know hustling you know going through college and all that stuff so i was i was going through all the good life if you will um and one okay. point uh, at one point one of my dad's friend was talking to him about you know a compound interest and uh, and uh, and he was in conversation about um you know uh, uh, about investing and things of the nature and i just got interested i'm like i want to know more um uh, so you know him and i we ended up talking and then he introduced me to somebody uh and i became an independent contractor initially and um and that's how i got started you know i was with uh america uh, huh from america yeah so i got started with primerica uh, initially how i guess yeah. right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Uh, but but then i went into the banking after that so right after that introduction i was i got, actually my first introduction was through primerica but i started in banking so i went into uh uh banking world right from the get go so in 1994 i started with a bank uh with uh you know one of the major banks and then i started and i went in from there so 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 but but you were in a bank not as a financial advisor you were just working for the bank yeah and then i was with uh got into banking and then i i became a financial advisor with them and then uh you know went in from there so let's talk about financial advisor you know what were the steps to be a financial advisor someone is listening right now wants to actually get into your footsteps you know what would i have to do so they would have to take uh so i took my you know life and health exam initially so uh, the basic starts with there um then i went into then you have to uh, you should take Seriously. um a series a series exams so series 6 and 63 are mostly for like mutual funds and variable annuities and stuff like that and then you have the 65 which is more prominent right now than before and that's more about um investment management and stuff like that and then of course uh, you have the CFP and the CFA so CFP is a certified financial planner and then CFA is chartered financial analyst now yeah you can become an advisor once you are at, uh once you get to about 65 65 you have a pretty good wealth of knowledge by that point to be a good advisor so that's you know so you don't have to get CFA or CFP uh, to be a advisor but CFP and CFA they're both widely recognized so you know they have their weight if you will <laughs> in the well, well right now in your company i'm sure you have advisors that work for you and so those are some of the requirements they would have probably to have yeah so the so what we do at this point is that as a as a company you know so i no longer practice a financial advisory 
myself, but I partner with advisors who are credible, who can help you know people with. So like um, you know because I do a lot of consulting work, and majority of my work is you know geared towards the uh, holistic or the wellness entrepreneur or the financial entrepreneurs. Uh, but my my uh, my goal is to gather up you know these people who are authentic you know uh, and really knows what they're doing. Now you know does that mean my knowledge has disappeared? No, but you know <laughs> that's the game that I that I'm playing right now. So I I'm in the more of the consulting side of it than anything else. So so because then I, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. No no please go ahead. Because my goal is to make a bigger impact, right? I'm creating a movement, and I think there is a move. There needs to be a balance between uh, uh, between health, you know, uh, uh, wellness, and and financial. And I believe was for the first time in my book, financial chakras. Like I'm writing about, um, you know, until now, chakras have been talked about as the principles of the body, and I'm actually created. I created a rule by which I can show you how chakras exist in your financial, uh, you know, financial instruments, but. Um, the other thing that I've done in the book is uh, I've figured out a formula, a mathematical formula on how to measure your potential in dollars and how to measure your emotions in dollars. Because until now, uh, emotions have been talked about, but what, what happens is when somebody's in debt or somebody's in other situations, they're not only hit financially, but they're also, they're, they get hurt more emotionally. And emotions are just like stock market, right? So. Time is constant and emotions are stock market. So like as the emotions go down, you know, you go down with it. And then it takes time to align, to get back aligned, to, you know, get back on. And some people just never make it. So I wanted to make a bigger impact. So that's why I created, you know, as far as financial chakras is concerned, as an organization. So, so we'll talk more about the concept, but I just want to still just to clarify, because again, a lot of people, there's a couple messages I want to send is that first yes. we understand now what financial advisors need to go through, but what do they really do? I mean, it's, it's very simple. You finance, you advise on, on how to finance your stuff or how to, you know, make, but in, in a deeper version of that. Like so that. in a deeper version of financial advisor listens to you, right? They're more liable. They're fiduciary, you know, in, in terms of uh, financial advisors are concerned. So like they're fiduciary to you. So they are, when they are listening to you, they are uh, liable for listening to you properly and making sure to give you a proper advice, you know, from from beginning to the end, and uh, making sure that they hold your hand, they're with you, they're walking with you, they're following up with you once a year or once a quarter, just depending on how the uh, ag ag arrangement or the agreement has been set up, right? Um, and they are your guide, you know, throughout your journey. So a good financial advisor. Will will ask you, you know, a bunch of questions, including your. So they will get in your business personally, and you know, if they don't, then that's a problem. If if a uh, if a financial financial professional is just asking you some, you know, like a surface level questions, and that they are not getting deeper into the um, understanding you and your family and the dynamics, then it's a problem. Well, so so basically, they they obviously there is that that legal can agreement or which is yeah. like a relationship but then so their main objective is to kind of help you build wealth management or manage your wealth right and and pretty much you know uh, disperse your assets and give you a different portfolio ways to to gen generate more revenue and 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 future i guess retirement and all that good stuff right invest your money correctly i mean i'm just trying to get some of the topics that you might benefit from financial advisor 
Now, you had started early on in the 90s, and then the world kind of seized in 20, 2008. <laughs> how, how was that transition? I mean, for you, I mean, you wrote a book about, you know, sell, sell, sell in 2004, and then like four years later, the world, you know, almost ended in the financial space. So, yeah, how- so I wrote, uh, I mean, basically with me, you know, it was a little bit different because the way I planned it out is 2004, I started my own company. In 04 to 08, I did it in a way so that initially I spent a lot of money on marketing and I knew a lot of advisors would jump in once the boomers turned 65 at 2008. So right before then, I spent a lot of money on uh, you know marketing to boomers and retirees. But then in 08, when everybody was turning to that market, I got out because the cost of marketing had gone up significantly. So strategically speaking, I got out and I said, okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, do marketing differently. So I actually started throwing my clients, a, you know, like a small uh, surprise, you know, a, a surprise, um, you know, lunches and, and other things. So that's, that's going to cost me less. And eventually, you know, um, like I, one time I even did a campaign, I took a little trash can and I took mm-hmm. a letter and I, I said, I knew you would throw it away. So I did it for you, your local financial advisor. And I, I put it in the trash can. I, I put it in a nice little box and I sent it to them. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so, that's, that's fine. So you got to get creative. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's um, just because times are bad, that doesn't mean that things are actually bad. You just have to find, look for opportunities, you know, in which way you can really go further, right? Because that year in 08, when things were going down, my business was taking off. So, so, and and you're right. There were some businesses that still maintain, uh, you know. And and I don't know if it has to do with the fact you said baby boomers. So we're talking about folks that are turning 65, and you know, and and when you're, is that the target audience you were going after? Initially, uh, initial stages in from 04 to 08. That's what I did. The other big shift that I made was I became a keynote speaker. And I started doing speaking engagements with colleges and from with the universities and uh, with small business development centers and stuff like that to get out because that was that had to be a way for efficient way for me to market myself and not you know at the same time not spend uh, in the first four years I had spent about three hundred thousand dollars you know doing trying to get the business up right so thankfully oh. by that point I was sustaining <laughs> you know. And, and me being in the industry since 1994, like, you know, when I got started and um, when I took my first dive, I mean, I literally had talked to almost every single Indian person you can find in, in Baltimore, Maryland, metropolitan area. Like, I literally just talked to every single family. I literally just cold called people. Hey, this is, this is me. Do you know me? From let's, this let's, talk. <laughs> let's talk financials. <laughs> yeah, let's talk financials. I mean, like, literally. So that that helps out too, right? I mean, I think longevity in any field really, you know, speaks volume. I think. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. I mean, well, especially when you make it a career path. I mean, you're in it for the duration, you're in it for time until retirement. Well, and it gets to a point where we all kind of get beyond that work, and then it become more of a business mentality, consultative, you know, things and you know, services, and you get to to the higher level of of, of the industry type, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's really how it is, and I and I understand it because that's similar to my world in the industry and, and insurance. So, yeah. um, wow, that's interesting. Now, now, you mentioned sell, sell, sell the book. 
at a sale, right? I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I do believe my DNA has sales in it. So I have like an extra chromosome about sales. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I, I do, you know, love that stuff. And again, that's why I created this, this particular show about sales world. I mean, we talk about insurance and things and brokerage, but, but certainly yeah. like, you know, financial sales are a little different. I mean, you just mentioned something about cold calling and soliciting and calling everybody. I mean, obviously use that same concept on, on the book and I'm not sure which one came first, but <laughs> But certainly your experience you put in in a, in a format of a book that you shared with people. Uh, was that actually the, the, the reason behind it or you just wanted to put something out there for, for your crew and people that you work with? No, no. I wanted to let let the entrepreneurs know that, you know, what, what the journey is like, right? Because I think that people talk about like, you know, sales success and sales techniques and this and the other, but nobody really talks about the journey because like, you know, Yes, my, my trash can idea was a clever idea, but that didn't come from yesterday's thinking. That came from like, you know, years of, you know, hardship and experiences, you know, uh, that, that I had to face, you know, in many ways. Like I used to work for one bank. They, they were in a store, like in a, in a, literally in a store, in a, what they call is a community reinvestment act kind of a store where mm. there was no money. Like, you know, if I got $10, I was like, wow, I got $10 from somebody to, to <laughs> deposit in a bank. And it was, it was nothing wrong. It was just the, it, just the area that bank was trying to help. And it's, you know, so in those, like, you know, I would have to go prospect on in the, uh, in the store, like, you know, literally grab customers to, to become a customer and that kind of stuff. Right. And then I would canvas around the, around the place. I mean, so, you have to, uh, you know, in terms of sales are concerned, you have to be willing to get out there. I mean, I think that most people, the number one mistake they make is they are, uh, they're spectators, right, in their own field. And they, they want to sit down and do nothing. And you just cannot do nothing. It's not possible. You know, like we reached out to you for, for the show, right? I mean, it's, you just got to do it. That's just the way it works. I don't know. I mean, how, how this is going to work out until you start the conversation and then <laughs> then you find out that oh my god like i'm i'm looking at my my mirror image of like you know and, and i i think we're going to call a sales a zima zone zima zone it's not a xyz right like zima zone i think we, that's what we're going to call it it's going to be a new name well listen but but you're right you just you just uh you know clearly stated something big in, in the world of sales i say the same thing to the teams in trainings if you're selling, it's not just things don't happen on the. Oh, by the way, it's everything I think in general because there's sales and everything, right? But you know, if you just chill and wait for things to happen, nothing happens. I mean, you got to take action. It takes a lot of work. It takes planning, strategy. Uh, you need to know your audience. You need to know your stuff well. Uh, there's so many things that you have to apply. And, and to your point, you gotta ask. If you don't ask, you know, like the, the, the saying says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't ask for, right? Or the, yeah. Or the sales, you you ask for. So you gotta ask, what what's the worst that's gonna happen? They gotta exactly. And exactly. you know how long that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I think you you gotta be ready for energetically attracting that person that really wants to be with you. And once you build out your sales cycle, like in in a, you know, like if, when you have a target customer down and all this, like when you have that down, then it's a matter of like really, you know, putting your systems together, right? Because you know, every type of customer or individual that you're dealing with or business you're dealing with, they have a certain process that they follow in order to make a decision. So once you align your process internally and really 
own that process in your in your own way and you put it together in the right way then it becomes seamless but initially you know if you're just starting i mean it's it's you you're going to have trials and the errors and 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 frustrations and and all those emotions that you're going to face sure it's just the way it's going to be i mean you could like i used to go home and my dad says so how did you do today and i would uh, say unbelievable that was kind of like my my work my thing you know um and uh I well, well, well again it says we say i mean you can there is no such thing as a bad day you can have bad outcomes for the day but you That's have right. to have but you have to have alternative things like for me someone says you know i had a bad day well what's that what does that mean well i have no 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 applications no enrollments in insurance right no no policies well okay well what did you do well, I have right. appointments lined up. I got a few things. I made new contacts. I have a, a meeting set up. Next, well, it's not a bad day. No, <laughs> you no. just have planted seeds for the next day, and tomorrow we'll probably do a better day. So yeah, it's and, and what's so funny about that? Like you mentioned that hurricane. Like I think that um, what I had found is that those people that I presented in 1994 and those who did not buy, right? Those are the people who are coming back to me, like, you know, after this many years, now they're saying, Ash, I'm gonna talk to you about, you know, blank or blank or blank, you know, even though I am no longer personally doing the financial planning pieces, but there are people are still coming to me and saying, I want, but longevity matters, right? Because at the end of the day, what, what they are saying to you is that, you know, will you stand the, stand the truth of time, right? You know. Will you will you you know really last or survive for a long period of time? And I think that's an important piece of the game. Oh, it is. And then again, it's all about perseverance, right? It, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's a continuous struggle. I mean, until you retire. And and frankly, I personally don't even see myself retiring. I mean, I want to have a good life, you know, and enjoy it. But but really, retiring fully and just not be a, a couch potato is not going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to be busy. You got to do things. You got to do something yeah. that you're going to enjoy. But yeah. instead, that's exactly you're always working, you're always making deals, you're always stuff. But you're right, some people, and 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 that's a good practice. I mean, you talk to someone, you give them the right stuff, they trust you, but they may not be ready, you right. know. And now they know that the honesty is there, there's integrity, and ultimately, years later, months later, whatever they're going to be needing your services, they know that they can go back to you, and and you're going to get the right advice. Because there's a lot of advice out there, not all of it is good, right? That's right. You know, some some is good and some is bad. I mean, there's regulations, but people still find a way to defraud the regulations here and there, and it's bad, right? And then it causes a little bit of a stigma or stereotype. Oh my God, I don't want to talk to these guys. They're like, you know, forget it, right? Uh, and that's really important. Now, that leads me to the question of, you're talking financials, you're talking money, people's savings. People's livelihood being invested and trusted into you, fiduciary relationship, right? You know, there's there's a serious element there. So, so how can a financial advisor really bypass that that type of fear or that type of objection? Because people are not just going to trust anyone. One, that means they have to build the trust factor. Two, if they're going to do that, they have to really know what they invested in. And it, you're asking for money. Sometimes there are people that sell things for free. <laughs> You know, and they still have a difficulty selling a product, right? You're selling something where you're asking for people's money, just like in the stock. I mean, like, I need you to invest all your, you know, cash. Oops, right? And then, you know, to get to the person where they really say, I believe in you, here it is. 
I mean, that's a big deal, right? How do you deal with that? I mean, how do you deal with that? How would, what would you advise you know, in terms of both the financial experts as well as the consumers or potential prospects? Yeah, so like the, the financial experts, you know, if you're a financial expert listening to this, my friend, you know, one of the things I would recommend you do is take your time in building relationships, you know, building trust. You know, don't go for the sale right off the bat, right? Like just just take your time in really building your credibility, building your trust. Think about different ways where how you can uh, approach the people. So like, for instance, when I was, uh, when I started in the, uh, when I started my own company on 04, I chose to re, uh, target boomers. And the best approach at the time was seminars, you know, and things of the nature. So that was one thing. Then as time went on, you know, industries have shift, had shifted and I knew that things were shifting and I wanted to go towards more of the business aspect of the game. So then I took on stages and I approached, uh, I appeared in that way, like in, in many ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then as time goes on, you know, so but, but every single stage, no matter what, there is always a trust building is most important. So as a financial advisor, you know, like it's, uh, or, or as a, even as an insurance agent, right? When you are, when you're dealing with people's money, it's important to know that you are, you are about to take, somebody's about to trust you with the, their most valuable asset, which is, which is their hard-earned money. Mm-hmm. And when they're doing that, you know, they're really saying that I really trust you. And, and that trust is a very thin line that you are about to cross. And you want to make sure that you're taking care of them you know, or you can take care of them properly. Um, so, you know, so, you know, you know, start, start with that and then build out. So sometimes, you know, you can just build out your simple process. So understand the customer. So like first time when I was dealing with boomers, the process was different on how I attracted them and how I build rapport, how I build trust, how I build, uh, you know, uh, communications and all that. My, my languaging was different than when I went into businesses. Right. And when I went to business owners, you know, I created this brand. Uh, initially, my brand was Ash is Cash. And that's how I started the whole game, you know, because I was really trying to appeal to business owners and I needed something as a punchy to really make it work. You know, I didn't have financial chakras back then, so I needed to really make an impact. So how do how do you do? How are you doing that? You know, how are you showing up? You know, so to build that trust, you know, you have to understand that. You gotta show up certain way, right? You can't show up in in flip flops and 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 shorts and and some you know raggedy clothes. Like if you look at my ashshukla.com, you'll find that all of my pictures are in in suits. Yep. And it's because I was that was my brand, right? That was my brand was you know presenting myself as a, as the trusted advisor that somebody can walk up to me and they can talk to me and they can trust me. The other big thing that you want to find is that as a um, as an advisor, you know, once you build the trust and rapport, now it's time to walk them through a process which is proven to work for you and your customers. And I think that's very very crucial. Um, you know, make sure you pick the right audiences, right? Because when people are as a, as far as a consumer is concerned, you know, if you are dealing with an advisor. My suggestion is look at an advisor and see if they are specialized or are they really just kind of like a journalist. You know, in my opinion, the more specialized they are, the better they're going to be able to serve you. Because, you know, when I was serving boomers, 
it was just boomers. I didn't go after uh, 20 year olds and 30 years olds and 50 year olds, right? So when I got into business world, I eventually went went up to I was serving businesses that were doing at least uh, business owners that had at least three million dollars or more in net worth. Like you know, I really went after some selective markets, but I specialized in that, and that's all I did, right? I did not uh, go after you know businesses who were in a different arena. So you really have to be selective, and as a consumer. You, one of the most important questions is, is when you ask, you know, what's your specialty, you know, might be one of the most important questions you'll find out as you ask. Because some advisors specialize in a field of insurance and some advisors specialize in a field of investing. Uh, some advisors, um, you know, uh, specialize in a, you know, in other fields. Or, or, so they might have a specialty uh, that they're selling or, that uh, they are, or they specialize in who you are and what you, whatever work you do, or, or the age range you are in, or something of that nature. And these are all things to look out for when you are talking to an advisor, because uh, th that's the only way you are really going to be able to understand what this is all about. You know, you are going to be otherwise lost, uh, because the advisor is going to help you the best they can, but it won't be customized. And it's important as a consumer to get help from somebody who understands you. And that's the most important piece. All right, so so we were at the financial chakras. What is the meaning of it? So financial chakras, the, the meaning of it is understanding how to be aligned, how to be balanced. You know, because it's important to understand your energies and you, it's important to understand how they affect you financially. And I believe that there needs to be a, uh, a balance. So the meaning, you know, is to be balanced, right? And uh, the what, I, what we are doing is a movement, but uh, what it means is a, is a balance. So when you say a movement, as in, in just awakening people into, into like balancing their, their, the connection between the financial world and their personal life and their, you know, Spirit, what is it exactly? Yeah, so basically what, what happened, you know, so to, to give you an understanding, like, uh, so it, it's a movement between two worlds, right? So what I have created with Financial Chakras is, number one, you know, it's an organization, right? So as an organization, what I had done initially is uh, what happened was about 2008-ish, um, and, and after the fact, like, and as I was growing the business and what have you, you know, somebody was trying to take advantage of me and I, that was, you know, that hurt me really badly. And I'm like, I didn't know that there was somebody like that could exist, you know. So it was just, uh, it was not even, maybe I was gullible on my on my end and I missed a small thing. And I was like, oh my God, like I would have, you know, really devastated myself. So I went to my grandfather, I helped, I asked him for help and he helped me understand chakras and how energies work and stuff like that. And once he helped me understand that, I asked him, like, has anybody proven how chakras exist in, in finances? And he says that has never been done. So I started doing over 5,000 plus combinations of these, you know, seven uh, energy centers in your body called chakras. And I discovered that there's a definitive rules which you can apply to money, right? Energetic rules that, that can be applied to money that can help you with, uh, with your financial, uh, financial being. You know, whether it's a uh, decision making or maybe more importantly, 
you know, each instrument that you are choosing carefully, right? So I found out that. Then eventually I found that um, chakras can be, you know, uh, I, I figured out a mathematical formula to uh, measure your potential and measure your emotions in dollars. And then I found, okay, now I can actually physically show how chakras exist in your product or your service. So what I found was revolutionary to uh, many ways because I, I found that, you know, um, for the first time I can empower the wellness world and finally give them a languaging to uh, to help them uh, help them uh, help them communicate in a way so that you know practical world can finally understand them and i found that uh, i can empower the financial professionals you know or financial world in a way and finally give them ability to communicate so that the wellness world would understand them right and there was a bridge that, that was created and now it has turned into like a movement, right? So what was a mistake on my end, and it cost me, you know, turned into something beautiful because my my trajectory was up, you know, as far as my my growth never stopped. But that that the the moment that somebody was trying to screw me, uh, you know, that I made a decision that I will make sure that this never happens to me again. Number one, but number two, I wanted to make sure that I help other people while I'm in the process. And uh, so that's why it's a movement, right? It's a movement to help people under get better financially because when you go down financially, it's an emotional hurt as well. So not only like your value of your, let's say bank account, you know, if it goes from X to negative, right? It's not just the bank account that went negative, it's actually your emotions are also going negative. So if your emotions are worth X per, Per second right that means every second you now think about that negative bank account right you are actually going down further not just the bank account right so the, the there's a one physical aspect which is the bank account but there's also a emotional aspect that takes you down even further so you know that that's why it takes longer to come back out when that happens wow that, that's pretty deep stuff <laughs> So, 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 if I just to summarize my understanding right now, so chakras as a concept is is energies that that I guess the human body may have. Is that what I'm getting from it in terms of? No. So, the, so let me clarify this. So chakras, there are, chakras. It's it's a it's not a concept. Number one, it's actually physical reality. So it has to do with your with your emotions and your organs, right? So all of your org a lot of your organs are related to this. But more importantly, chakras are actually, they are, they are like your wheels in your body. So if you think about combination of a lock, right? Mm -hmm. So every emotion, human emotion that you have, um, whatever that is, each emotion, there are, there are seven main chakras in your body and they go up and down your spine. They start from the base of your spine and then they go up. So when you say, I want to get to nirvanic state, that's the ultimate, you know, blissful state of God, right? Like, so, you know, that's, that's the ultimate state we all are trying to get to. Mm -hmm. But the question is, how do you get there, right? So there is a path that we follow. So what, um, but the chakras are the energetic centers which hold your emotions. So it's a home for your emotion. So each emotion has a home. And each emotion is either blocked or unblocked, meaning like if something, you think of it as like a combination of a lock, right? So if you start from the base of your spine, 
this is where majority of your so seven chakras the reason there are seven chakras is because there are seven energetic hubs in your body that are absolutely physical number one number two they are they are like combination of a lock if one is blocked off the other we cannot open so if you are fearful let's say or you're in anxiety mode or you are uncertainty mode or you are uh, you are anger mode or whatever that may be they each come from a different chakra right so that is a one uh, aspect of that so when there is hyperactive or underactive you know and they are not balanced you tend to lose you know uh, mental uh, mental emotional physical stability so what happens is that takes you down further so chakra you know itself with these seven energetic centers in your body these are the seven points where majority of your nerves meet so with these nerves like every time you are giving a emotional response to something let's say it's a negative emotional response because you know i lost you know <laughs> lost money right so and it was because of my own like i, I missed a, a small item right it, thankfully you know it didn't i mean it hurt me emotionally really badly more so than anything else but when that happens you go down further faster because now you didn't just hit yourself financially because financial you know you can always come back right because but emotional coming back is actually more harder and so because of your chakra gets hit hard you know everything else gets blocked because there is a there is a flow in which we are flowing so there is a, there's a pattern there's a there is a there is, so each human being has a primary chakra and the each human being has a primary flow so for instance you will find people who get out of debt and get in debt get out of debt and get in debt you'll find some people who are constantly always in debt there are some people who invest money they constantly find themselves making money and losing money but when they lose money they are just out of control right because you know but when they're making money they're still out of control because they're coming from operating from a particular chakra or you know a center so what i find is that each chakra has a, 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 a tremendous role in your financial ability and when you when you are not going it in the right way you will be when you're blocked off because there's a pattern you're following right no. so so what what's been what's happening is you need to unblock yourself and to in order for you to get to the next stage or the next level and because you have a, this this pattern that you're following you know that's constantly like i'm talking to somebody right now you know their husband wife team they came to me uh, and they're like ash i we need help and uh, we were talking about their personal finances and we just ended up talking you know just having conversation as a consultant so they're a business owner but this we started about other things mm -hmm. um but not as an advisor but as a consultant we started talking and you know energetically like they were so down they were like oh my god actually like we have all this debt we need to get out of and i don't know what we don't know what to do right and we were, i was talking to them and they constantly followed a pattern that they were they, energetically they constantly followed a pattern because there is a there's a primary chakra that each one of them had as a husband and a wife but that there was a primary energy flow that they were each following and what was happening there was a constant clash and they constant get they would get out of debt get back in debt get out of debt get back in and last few years they have been doing nothing but getting in debt 
So now they're, you know, and it's physically visible. Like you see when people are in debt and they are really hurting and they are, they, they don't know how to get out. There's confusions and things. Your eyes, they say eyes are the windows to your soul. And it's actually sure. true because you can see it, right? And in, in four days, you know, that I've been working with them since last Friday, you know, now we are, we have put together a trajectory where they're going to be able to save almost like $2,500 a month. You know, um, nice. and we, we put them in a positive uh, uh, space, you know, and energetically I put them in a positive space by giving them certain exercises and certain things they can do. But on top of that, I also help them with their, with some of their financial stuff. I give them some solutions and they're like, oh, my God, that is, we want to thank you, you know, for for this help. And and so what you find is when as people are getting out, you'll see that they are actually you know, uh, you know, uh, like they're different human beings. They're not the same person. They're just uh, not, you know, you know so, so, um, so actually, go ahead. I mean, uh, you know, it's very fascinating because I think you, you, you've you uh, almost what you're describing. There is a financial illness and you have a treatment for it, <laughs> not just by solving the finances, but physically and mentally and emotionally, you have a solution for them. So you're combining Material world and, and physical and the spiritual and all in one energies. I mean that is that is very. I mean to be honest with you, the first time I heard about it. So uh, yeah, it doesn't exist anywhere. Just so you know. Well, but but you created this mode and this this particular formula yeah. that that it seems to be obviously you know practical and you you have success with it. Yeah. Um, now now when you said like you give them exercises or some sort of different you know things that they like is that yoga type or no, no. So, so what we did was, as an organization, as financial chakras, what I've done is I've hired researchers and things of the nature. So we actually have a compiled, you know, from all over the world, what type of things that people really apply to balance themselves, right, e emotionally. But what I found is that there are certain exercises that you have to do based on your primary chakra and your and primary energy flow. If you are not doing them in that, like, you know, many times, like, you go to you know, uh, somebody and say, okay, where does it hurt, right? Like it's it's not where does it, so, you know, you might say it hurts in your arm or something of the nature. Mm. So, you know, so doctors, you know, uh, Western medicine, the, the, the whole goal is to give you a pill to take the pain away, right? So, sure. but that's not the game here. The game here is completely different. The game is based on your seven chakras and based on your primary chakra and your energy flow, you know, you have to figure out which exercises are going to be good for you? Is it is it is it meditation? Is it crystals? Is it yoga? Is it you know what is it? Right. So those things affect you emotionally, internally. Each one has a different effect on your emotions and if the chakra is healing, right? So the 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 techniques are different for each chakra and each. Healing mechanism is different for each person. So it's not a one size fits all sort of a solution, right? So it's a different. And then on does that make sense what I'm saying to you? Or? No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's customized, right? It's customized. Yeah, it's customized to the to the individual. But, uh, you know, so then what happens is that as a um, healing journey begins, right? You know, we also have to bring in some, you know, practical realities into the game as well because some things you know, you can meditate, you know, um, and, and stuff like that to really help yourself heal internally. But then there is also physical realm that needs to come into play because at the end of the day, 
you know, money is energy and money is, is a physical energy. So what I find is that the type of energy you have been attracting, you know, polluted energy that equates to polluted cash flow, right? Or polluted money. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how do you cleanse this in the right way and make it so that it's going to make sense, um, it's going to really help you in the right way. Does that make sense what I'm saying to you? Like it's, it's a... Um, it's a, it's a cleansing process, right? That that needs to take place internally because if it's a greedful money, let's say somebody just acquired money just because of greed, right? You know, sooner or later, that sheep is gonna sink. Yeah, well, right? so, I mean, money earned, you know, that is not earned, hard earned, usually goes quick and it it doesn't last long. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but that's the reality. So that is a reality. Bad money, you know, eventually you either don't care about it because it was easy to make. If you earned it with your sweat and time, you tend to do better with it. I mean, that's one. But but to just to get a little bit deeper on this, I mean, it's pretty cool stuff. You you kind of you found a whole different world, you know, in, in based on your background of financial, and you connected it with really the impact of financial loss and financial stuff, Absolutely. and how you and how you can resolve. Now, obviously, you did say it. I mean. I can meditate. I can feel good, but as long as I have the financial problem, I probably would not be cured. So, so you yeah. complement that with solutions that are financial in aspect, that are material, physical, tangible. And then ultimately, that supports you know that balance, and hopefully, the people just by knowing that they're going to save money, you know, and and now their whole view of things is going to change. So they're going to become more positive, better energy, and certainly better lifestyle. So yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to understand the concept. I think that's that's the, the gist of it. Right? That is, yeah, that is, yeah. You're right. So, so energetically, you know, you have to ch change the, the 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 downhill, right? That has been going on. So, by understanding your primary chakra and your primary energy flow, once you understand that, you can do specific exercises to strengthen that, right? So, what I find is that successful people all over the world have mastered this knowingly or unknowingly but they have mastered it right so if you were to take a look at like some successful people like jeff bezos or warren buffett or or even dalai lama for that matter right so if you really think about it from a from a perspective of holism they have mastered this thing they just don't know that they have actually uh, mastered their primary chakra and they have become the master of their being so they ask themselves the questions and the, the most important question like my grandfather told me, asked me about is that grandson, I understand you, uh, this happened, but the most important question as you're energetically being aligned, you want to ask yourself is who am I? And once I found out who am I, like I, I've always been who, like you know who you are as a human being. You might be an energetic person. You might be a loving person. You might be a, uh, you know, logical, but I'm just kind of putting it in a very simplistic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. language so you can understand. Sure. Um, you know, you might be a go-getter person, you, whoever you are, right? You know, have you taken the time? So there are specific exercises you can do to strengthen that being. And when you strengthen that being, you can make it so much stronger and so much larger in a completely different way versus what you may be doing in um you know uh, uh, just doing just doing a random meditation is is good but what's even better is when you specify it you know to 
who you are and do exercise based on that and you magnify that and you live within that you know that being right so what i found is successful people have done that and that's why they are able to succeed at levels that most people just uh, just admire you know at the end of the day so, and so that, go ahead no so so you really in in the 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 foundation to your point to the of the movement which really interacts you know together in, in the, the aspect that you mentioned finding yourself understanding yourself focusing the right energy and then applying that in your financial world in in, in essence right yeah uh, now now this is open to anyone if let's say i don't have a financial issue just for some people say i'm good would that would this help them you know even get better or or there's no impact to it or no some- no absolutely so one of the things is that uh, the goal is to doesn't matter who you are so this the formulas i have created can can help you in your finances in hmm. your business in your corporate communication in your personal life in your so in pretty much is applicable in any scenario you can possibly imagine so it's all so like one of the things i talk about is is my process right so one of the things i talk about in my attracting abundance uh, you know uh, uh, space is that you know you understand you right yeah then you how to understand others in the right way in the in the chakra flow as once you understand that and when you understand the chakras how they exist in the product or the service or whatever issue that you're trying to solve right you are able to solve that issue as fast as 1 2 right so yep. it, it's a it's a it's a formula that's versatile that can be applied in anything and to prove to you hurricane have you seen this before mm, not really <laughs> okay so this is a little device that proves that energy is real so most sometimes there's a myth that you know energy is like uh there's this thing that people talk about you know like it's a woo woo kind of stuff <laughs> and and that kind of stuff right but the people who believe it's woo woo they themselves are woo woo because they don't understand the the chakras the energies you know was written up in 1800 to 1100 BC in the oldest text called the vedas back in india now that was to if i was to look at it in days it was 1,395,000 plus days ago right so that's how old that text is and it was written this chakras were written up back then then it was adopted into yoga and meditation and all that and then it came about to the human beings but when you take a look at like device like this i will prove to you that i am energy so if you are in a room we would stand around and finish the circle so mm-hmm. like if somebody holds this and we would you know have the entire room right hold each other's hands and so this is a little device that does lights up yeah when i only touch right when i let go it is it stops right so it it only starts when circuit is complete when positive and negative are together right cool part, yeah so the cool part about this is is that if i get excited it gets excited <laughs> so but like that's that. <laughs> that's that's the cool part about that but so that being said right i think that is important to recognize that your energies does have a big impact on your finances well it is and and i think energy human energy which is sometimes most of us will probably not understand well enough uh, it, it impacts everything i mean we we've talked about it actually in a couple of shows about positive energy negative energy 
uh, it actually, it's contagious. Uh, literally, even psychologically speaking, there is an impact and, and people do tend to, to almost transpose that, that level to the other folks in the room. So you're kind of, depends on who you're with, you can learn. I mean, we, we joke about it. I start laughing, you start laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And, and I start yawning, you start yawning, right? So, 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 but there's, there's more to it. And to your point, I mean, obviously our body are conductors and your energy is there and flowing. Uh, but again, I mean, what I'm impressed with, or at least I'm, I'm fascinated with, is the concept that is you link this world, you know, into financials. Or, you know, and, and you were able to do that. I mean, now I know you have the book. So is this where all that stuff is written and, you know, all your concepts are? Yeah, and so everything that's, that's coming out in Financial Chakras book, you know, everything that I'm talking about is in the book. The mm -hmm. other way people can consume it right now is I'm putting on some events and things of the nature. So they can consume it that way as well. But, you know, they can definitely, you know, get this information in the book. Absolutely. So, well, the book description is in actually the show and it will be shared with the folks. And so anybody listening, watching, uh, once we edit it, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you should have access to it regardless. <laughs> yes. Uh, we had a very comical, you know, and, and fun show tonight. We had weird bleeps. We had you know, technical difficulties. We had everything under the sun that could happen. <laughs> but that's good, right? You know, it's all, listen, we got to keep the energy right, right? That's okay. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But but no. but definitely there is there's a lot of good content that we talked about. You know the nature of financial, some understanding about that, which is basic. And then we took it literally on the next on the second you know phase of, of the discussion into some concept that is completely unique. And 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 the way I see it is that, I mean we've talked about a lot of stuff in different you know forms and in different holistic you know methods and and, and processes and protocols and uh, but but no one so far that I've met, you know, had, had, has been able to, to combine that with financial. <laughs> so, so tonight we had a very unique uh, insight and, and an outlook on, on something new. Uh, and uh, again, first of all, you know, congrats, I mean, on the concept. Thank I you. hope that, you know, you'll, you'll find a lot of action on it and, and we'll follow you. I mean, I'm going to follow and track the success here. Uh, <laughs> Thank I mean, you. You, you've obviously proven success over over time and you know you seem to have your focus and you got this this correct so so let's see how that plays uh, but but certainly again if you can turn people from having a sad statement in a sad state uh, mental or physical because of whatever the, the burden of financials that they may have uh, and, and you kind of turn that into a positive experience financially and physically I mean and, and even you know morally speaking and mentally speaking, and that, I mean, who, who, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that picture, right? <laughs> no, 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 nothing wrong with that picture. It's no. really where we all, and, and I don't think there's anyone, period, that doesn't have ups and downs when it comes to financials. And also, you know, they're more, you know, the, 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 the mood swings. <laughs> and, and those are the, the energies that we get impacted with according to whatever things happen in our lives. Um, now, did you see any surge uh, in the last year with COVID and everything? Was there any different impact that you might have noticed? So I think when the COVID started, I saw that a lot of people were, um, you know, hopeful that it would end fast, right? So I think initially it was all still, you know, hope driven, but as time went on and they saw that it's not going away, you know, it's uh, fear started to cripple in, mm -hmm. you know, but what I find is that if you had paid attention, because I think it's, Sometimes people are just not, you know, they're, they're not trained to pay attention to what's working 
because we are so wired into focus on what's not working, right? You know, people mistake the fact that there were so many things that were working, you know, during this time. And so, but what I found is a lot of people were depressed and they were down and things of the nature. But at this, this is the time when like a lot of things have skyrocketed that people haven't realized, mm-hmm. you know, in many ways, you know, because they are so, you know, I mean, in the U.S. it was a political climate and then in the other countries as well, there was a lot of political turmoil, you know, right about now. And well, I think it's, you know, but go ahead. No, I'm saying that's that's pretty, every year there's political somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. That never stops. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's always turmoil. Uh, yeah. I think COVID had, had a deep impact worldwide and, and almost yeah. like a wave. Uh, but but financially, a lot of people have been affected. And, yes. And certainly, I think I think your concept may be a good. You know, this is it's not a bad time for it because it, it's almost like you know, hey, how do I get myself out of this you know place where I am today? Uh, my, yes. My job is not there. A lot of people have been unemployed. Uh, a lot of jobs are you know changing. You know, even territories. I mean, we look at in New York, a lot of jobs are moving out of New York. Yeah. They just can't afford it. It was the real estate, whatever. Also now with remote learning, remote employment, a lot of people don't you know work remotely. Nobody is really you know Zoom is, is and, and 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 Google Meets and all those those formats you know uh, have been you know uh, really a champion and changed a little bit the way that the, the dynamics are in the business. So yeah. so a lot of changes uh, financially, a lot of people impacted, and I don't think we're out of this yet. I mean you know you know the, the ripple effect is going to continue. Uh, Yep. The the sad part about this is, Hurricane, is that it's it's the U.S. that's not out of it, you know. Like because if you take a look at like many countries, mm-hmm. you know, like they they dealt with it in the right way and they were done with it long time ago. The unfortunate situation is that the U.S. didn't handle it the way they were supposed to, you know. And you know, it's it's that's why we are still in the mess. Otherwise, like we would have been done with this, or at least would have been in a state where we could control it properly, you know, and not have to go through another six months or almost a year of this. And I mean, look at countries uh, that are much bigger than us and have a lot less, you know, rates, right? So now what's happening is, you know, because the biggest economy in the world is getting suffered or, you know, or it was in threaten or on the on the edge of suffering, right? Um, everybody else is feeling it because if we get suffered, I mean, the rest of the world is toast, you know. Well, again, I mean, you're right. I mean, we are the the heart of, you know, the trade, the stock, and a lot of stuff. Whatever happens here affects those and affects the world's economy. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. crazy. I mean, you know, everything. I mean, all the industries pretty much have got an impact. Yeah. And and, and you're right. I mean, unfortunately, we had a, a political year at the same time as the pandemic. We had, you know, an election year and not just any election. It's presidential. And, and yeah. it was just too much going on at the same time. And you're right, we're not done yet. I mean, there's going to be some some continuous effects. And uh, and again, financially, a lot of you know uh, states have been impacted. Yes. Uh, there, there's going to be a lot of catching up to do. And you're yeah. right, some, some countries they had less impact. You know that that is appearing. You know, like in, in terms of their the care, the medicine, the health, the death toll, whatever. They had a lot less. You know, turmoil in in a general terms, and uh, and they've kind of like come back quicker. 
Yeah, it's it's it, you know it's interesting because it, it what what's interesting was is how they handle the situation, right? Because across the board, every single country that shut it down as soon as it happened or took drastic measures was able to suffer a lot less. Like you know, when you take a look at New Zealand or even India, you know, where you have one point three billion people, but the case load is a lot less, right? So when you really take a look at um, you know that toll even was a lot less than than the U.S. Right, so in in many ways, um, <laughs> and of course you know sometimes we talk about you know safe. I mean safety is relevant because like in the U.S. we have the most uh, uh, what do you call this uh, pure um, you know like a uh, atmosphere right. We have such a nice clean air and we are privileged mm -hmm. in so many ways. And you take a look at countries you know other countries that where pollution you know like it lives in their blood, basically, like it's just the way it works, you know, and, um, you know, the, it's, it's the drastic measures that they took that really helped out. And I think it's important uh, in the uh, in the world that uh, as, as people are suffering, my friends, you know, if you're suffering because of COVID or what, because of whatever situation, I wanted to let you know that it's my prayers for you, okay? I will pray for you and make sure that will keep you in my prayers and put you in my prayers so that you and your family can truly, you know, come out ahead. That is my wish and that's my prayer. Thank you. And I think just to end the, the show tonight, um, if anyone is interested in learning more about financial chakras and, and you know, talking to Ash uh, about, you know, maybe a new way of, of, of coping and, and, and handling your financial needs, feel free to reach out to Ash. And, and is there a number or basically the website will direct them to you? No, no. So they can they can go to, uh, you know, website financialchakras.com. So C-H-C-H-A-K-R-A-S, chakras, C-H-A-K-R-A-S. And financial is the first word. So financialchakras.com. And if you want to just find me, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, you can also find me on, um, uh, just Google my name and you'll find me. Uh, or if you type in financial chakras, you'll find me. So, um, you know, I my did. number and all that. Huh? I said, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you well, know. well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, um, it's, it's, it was a unique uh, show for many reasons. <laughs> but I think the most unique part is that we've almost touched on a topic that is new. I mean, it's not common. Uh, it's unique. It's got its own little niche. And, and, and this is where we are. And so, so that being said, uh, if you're listening or watching in uh, now or later, uh, please take a minute to check out the description, reach out to, to Ash. And uh, again, even if just to learn how, you know, if you're not sure, you can always test it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's another way. If you're not, yeah. if you have skeptics, you can always ask the questions and put it to trial or test. So, so Ash, thank you for, for accepting the invitation and for being on the show and, you know, Thank you for your patience. <laughs> thank you for having me, my friend. We really appreciate you. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. And so um, we're coming to the end of the show. Thank you for watching the IHA channel and listening to IHA Radio. Uh, we'll see you and talk to you tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, with that being said, have a great night and we'll talk. Mm -hmm.